As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. The first of the meetings with Liverpool in this end-of-season run is over and it finished in a hotly contested 2-all draw at the Etihad. So, how are you feeling now? At the start of the day, many of us would have been happy with the point that kept City top of the table, but with the way that the game unfolded, it does feel like City missed a chance to really put their title rivals to the sword. Pep Guardiola said pretty much that after the game. I had a feeling that uh, uh, we missed the opportunity, you know, to, to beat them. A feeling that we leave them alive. It's still so finely balanced. So let's get into all of that and what's to come over the next few weeks on today's Why Always Us. I'm David Mooney. I'm joined by Sam Lee. Hi, Sam. Morning. How you doing? Good. Yeah, very good. Um, what a game. Indeed. Should, uh, I really feel like we should have recorded this last night after the game. <laughs> yeah. Alas, here we are. Here we may, are. Maybe a bit more. I don't know. May, maybe with the benefit of seeing more highlights and stuff. We'll get a different perspective. But after the game, I was still like... Adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, uh, that's all we're going to talk about. It's, it's what you've been writing about as well. So if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, then you can read all of our articles on City right now, as well as anything else on the site, including Sam's piece from the game yesterday. Uh, just go to theathletic.com forward slash pod. Right now, you can sign up for a special price of just £1 a month for six months. That link again is theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod. Um, my, my first question for the show, Sam, was going to be, what was your immediate reaction? Because I, I remember coming out of the game and feeling kind of punch drunk like I'd like I'd just gone seven rounds with a you know with a, a, a great boxer or like, I, like I'd played in the game that sort of thing yeah 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 I'm sure like loads of people afterwards said said how tired they were like you know I'm knackered as well just watching kind of thing and yeah it was that um it was yeah it was exhausting and yeah especially obviously from a fan's point of view the 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 ups and the downs and the nerves like because there was so often in the game, especially after the first like, 10 minutes or so of the second half, when City were kind of the team in control again, even though they tried different things, there were lots of times when you know they still had the ball and Liverpool were back in their box defending and there were times when City did that as well. But City were on top for a lot of the game, but obviously with Liverpool. And maybe that kind of sods law point of view that a lot of football fans have, you're just thinking, well, Liverpool can still score here. Yeah, it got to about twenty minutes to go, and I was just thinking, well, Liverpool are winning this three-two. Like it was when City had loads of chances, and I think after the VAR the dis- the goal for goal, Sterling, yeah. 
And I was just like, well, well Liverpool are winning this. Like, that That's how it's going to be. Just in that kind of, well, yeah, it's it's Liverpool. They're clinical. They need one chance. They're lucky. Whatever, whatever, whatever kind of thoughts go through your head. I just thought, okay, that that's how it's going. Um, I posted the picture on Twitter last night. I forgot I'd taken the one they had. They had a wide free kick in like the ninety third minute, and Guardiola was just like, just you down know, when he crouches down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But then I was about to take the picture, and then he stood up to like to correct something, and then he went back down to doing it again. Um, and he's just, you just think not like this. And obviously, after that was the the Mahrez chance. So right until the very end, I, I, yeah, I know exactly why people kind of felt like as if they they played in it because it was it was draining. It would have been it would have been draining to watch. Um, but it was it was just brilliant, wasn't it? Like yeah. it was completely different. To the it was similar but different to the game at Anfield with the yeah. other two two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, two, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, Premier League era. But like that first game was kind of an excellent exhibition of like it sounds like people this is the kind of thing people say when it's a boring nil nil, but obviously it wasn't, but it was like a great tactical game and the way that City played out from the pressure. Guardiola said yesterday, he was like, We silenced Anfield. He goes, We silenced Anfield for twenty minutes. You know, in his kind of weird yeah. <laughs> like messing around voice. He was like, It's never been done before. I'm sorry, we did it. Like this kind of thing. It was really funny actually. Um so, so there was that, but and obviously City created chances at Anfield, and and Liverpool had scored the the you know this, the Liverpool goals, just the go, just go away goals, you know, just don't, why why do you make it look so easy goals, you know, when City obviously have to create five chances to get one, and that's yeah. how it feels. Um, but they just kept responding and kept reacting. And that was a great game and more precise, and it just felt like a clinic. You know, it was clean and it was sanitized. Really, yesterday was wild and chaotic, but yeah. I don't know, better for it maybe? A better, a more enthralling game to watch in terms of your average fan could watch that, like myself included, and go, fuck me, this is good. Yeah. Whereas I think earlier in the season, you'd have to be like, oh yes, what a fine display. <laughs> like it, that, that was the difference. And just, yeah, yesterday was, it was just, it was just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just thinking of the voices that you've put on on podcasts that we've been on. We've had Joe <laughs> Public voice and now we've had, uh, what's yeah. that, upper class Toff voice? Is that what, is that what that was? Or, yeah, the Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah, football appreciation. Yeah, I, uh, I I realized as well earlier on that I outed myself as not a boxing fan because I just guessed at the number of rounds that were in a boxing match. And while you were speaking there, I googled it, and there's twelve, not seven. So there we are. That shows what I know. Oh, did you say seven? I said seven. Yeah, and I think it's I was mixing right. my metaphors because I, I was like <laughs> I, I I was saying all yesterday that that we've just seen the two best teams knock seven bells out of each other. So I just like I thought seven bells. Ah, oh, that must mean the seven rounds. There we go. No, doesn't doesn't work like that. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, uh, let's let's start with the reactions, Sam, from uh, the, the managers. Um, we'll start with Guardiola. Uh, you asked him this. You played quite a lot like Liverpool today, more like Liverpool than than you ever have done yeah. before. Less short passes, more over the top. Yeah, I tried to imitate the best teams yeah. so, and learn. Yeah, it went pretty well. Absolutely, it was it was a fantastic game. So. Football sides, I had a feeling that uh, this result to two, you are you showing from above, so you will analyze what happened. I had a feeling down, I have to review the game, at, uh, we missed the opportunity, you know, to, to beat them. A feeling that we leave them alive. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <coughs> heads up, I said to the team after the game, so I don't want one second side, so go and announce. Everyone, so how good you have done, how proud we are, and I think it was a good game for our fans, for Liverpool fans, for UK, for around the world. 
and we dignified the Premier League. So I'm so glad and happy the, the way we played. So is that how you feel about it and the players? Because it seems like it was a great performance. Yeah, normally when you do many, many good things, you win, you are the moment, like you are you're sad, you know, the sadness is there and you can understand. But I said, forget about it. This is about to be ourselves. This is about perform well. And after, the result come later. And we, we, we were ourselves. We performed incredibly <laughs> well. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, we could not win. But it's football, it's happened, and that's all. And we can, uh, all of us, we know we do. Uh, every week we are here in the Premier League and we watch Liverpool in the Premier League in Europe in the last four or five years. And we know exactly what they do every single day in chances created and how we concede. And we concede so few. Impossible, no concede. And we create a lot against them. And uh, maybe not the clears for the last simple action that maybe we don't do it but in general it was a, a good performance I'm so happy and, and glad and proud for my team that was uh, the second of the two press conferences Sam because yeah, I've actually played these the wrong way around because uh, Klopp was in first wasn't he um, uh, but yeah. uh, you'd put the same to Klopp about City playing in, in Liverpool style with more balls over the top than normal um, and this is mm. how this is what he said it's just smart just smart. It's not a, who cares. City is allowed to play balls behind the line. When you have the runs they have, I have. I, I couldn't respect it more. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, so like that. It's it's easy to play the pass, but the timing they had for their runs was absolutely. It's not bad to be honest. I, I, I like that. Yeah, we could have done it as well, but we were in the playing mood today. <laughs> so, but it was it's fine really. As I said, we we improved, and it's about winning football games and not about. Um, showing up um, which style you uh, want to push through like um, really stubborn um, and yes there were moments more direct than usually but I thought it was a good idea we played much lesser long balls than we usually do so we want to play between the lines through the lines and these kind of things just because we control it it's the, the last line of city defense uh, balls behind really well uh, really really together really have all physical physically they're quick and all these kind of things so we want to mix it up, but um, actually the plan was to play and how we did around it. Look, the first goal we scored was out. We scored similar goals against City. I'm pretty sure there was one goal um, when it was a away game here as well. I think in the end we lost 2-1 uh, when Bobby Firmino scored after Trent Cross and Robbo heads the ball square. Um, we had the ball before that, I think, 25 or 30 times passed the ball. Not that often today, but it was a similar goal. So that's what we want to do. That's what we have to do. No team in the world is perfect. We are not. City is probably the closest, but it's not perfect as well. Um, and so we have to try to 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 force them to make um, a few little mistakes. There we have it. Um, I think it's weird. I think Sam that both kind of reacted um, in in kind of. I quite all didn't particularly agree with you. I don't think, but I think he kind of came round to how, <laughs> like, what you were saying towards the end of his answer, if that makes sense, in the way that he does. Oh, well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I don't know if this was the case this time, but yeah, he does do that all the time. Yeah. Also, the the thing was, I kind of made the mistake of starting the press conference because it's one of those things. It was the first question. It's one of those things where normally, whatever you ask, he's just going to give his review of the game anyway. Yeah. But when I took the microphone, he looked at me and he was like, "Good game." And I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> but I've actually got a specific question. Um, and yeah, um, I mean, I don't, I, you know, it, the, the funny thing, because Klopp's answer was great. Like, and when Klopp speaks like that, it's like Pep. It's like, I could listen to him all day. Like, he's great when he's like that. And which is, you know, fairly often, like Pep is. Um, 
he, 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 I don't know if it's the way I ask these questions or whatever, or just they just want to make sure that it can't be misrepresented in the media in any way. But obviously Klopp was like, well, that's no problem. Like, not a criticism whatsoever. It's it's great, like, fair play kind of thing, which was obviously, you know, I, there, there was no agenda to my question. It was just, this was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, um, it was interesting. And then when Klopp said, you know, we were more in the play, in the playing mood or whatever, the little bit you edited in the middle because I didn't have the microphone at that point. Yeah, I, like, I couldn't mean we, by playing we, mood. We just couldn't hear your question, but it was a yeah. yeah it was yeah, a, yeah. it was a, it was the follow up was just simply. Um, uh, what did you mean by yeah? That? What, what do you went, mean? Yeah, yeah, we wanted to play more between the lines, and I was like, right, okay. So, but I mean, I you know I kind of assumed that that's you know that's how Liverpool play now anyway. But when he said they wanted to do that a bit more, I was like, okay, that's more like City. But obviously, watching the game, the way that the way that City were putting the balls behind the fullbacks you know long balls over the top and especially in those difficult like and it worked like this is so that's what liverpool do and i tweeted it and loads of people were like oh you're talking absolute shit and i was like right okay and i was like thing is the football's open to interpretation if i say tiago had a great game and you say he had a shit game like fine like neither of us neither of us know like as much as klopp or or guardiola and you, and you can let things slide you know so it's it's a game of opinions in that sense isn't it like some things are black and white but generally, you know, we don't know enough about it to be able to say, well, this definitely happened because there's a lot of interpretation. In terms of playing the long balls behind the defenders, people are like, oh, no, it's just City switching the play. They do that to Mahrez all the time. I said, no, no, it's, it's completely different. It's completely different. And that that spell at the start of the second half after Mane scored, because obviously when you think when Mane scored, you just think, uh, forget uh, it. Yeah. You just square one, but obviously they've got the momentum horrible now you know City to score twice against Liverpool and then get it back to two always think oh fuck, oh fuck that like this isn't going to go well and they were rocked weren't they that was the only time City really were were rocked a bit yeah I, I remember out, out. yeah I remember looking at the up at the clock um in that in, in that kind of opening spell and it was 55 on the clock when they start when yeah. the, when that by the time that City got the foot on the ball and started they, they had to they had to just pass it around for a bit just to get the ball back and just to have a little bit of uh, confidence and then kind of move themselves up the pitch and I remember thinking it was I, I remember seeing the clock quite distinctly on 55 and thinking uh, they're starting to kind of relax a bit now and so it's like mm. 10 minutes of that first half with like almost exactly 10 minutes where they were just yeah. a little bit at sea after that after that equaliser. Yeah, but and that was it. So, but obviously they're very calm in trying to play the ball out. But they did this in the first half as well, the first few minutes. So Liverpool obviously very well organised in terms of they 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 obviously pressed high up, but obviously there was no real options in midfield, even with Bernardo dropping in alongside Rodri for at, at these points I'm talking about at the start of both halves. Um, and City were obviously very patient to try to play through, but when it got to the stage, they're like, "Well, we can't here." It was just a long ball over the top. Just, just a long ball over the top in behind the fullbacks, and this is what Liverpool do. I did an article a few months ago now, really, about kind of the similarities and differences in their play because um, John Muller had done this article. It was like a Game of Thrones thing, basically breaking down football styles into kingdoms and stuff. And I'm sure if people have read that article, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, then you can go and find it because it sounds interesting. And it was a bit mad, but there was loads of really interesting things in it. And you know, one of one of the big differences was. You know, City's approach to playing under pressure, and it was they would keep it more. They were better at it. They would they would certainly not lose the ball more. Liverpool would lose the ball way more often. And you think, what's all that about? But if you look at it, it's because if they're being pressed, they'll just go right bang over the top. And maybe the opposition fullback wins the header, but you know Henderson's running in to win the second ball or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or it's, it's just a way of relieving the pressure. And obviously, with those kind of pace merchants they've got, and obviously it's not just pace with Salah and Mane and and now Diaz. You know, but they they can do that. 
And that's a big difference in style between City and Liverpool. And yesterday, City did it. And we talk about, you know, it's all about patience. It's all about control for Guardiola. And it has been, you know, that is undeniable. He's talked about it a million times. You see it in their games. We didn't do a podcast after Atletico Madrid. Maybe we will this week, if they'll allow us and if we've got the time. Um, we didn't do one after Atletico Madrid, but really good performance. And everyone was like, oh, we should, should have pushed for more. Could have been a bit more direct. Could have had a strike. Or, uh, what would that striker have been doing? Like, would have been the most isolated man in the world. Yeah. And do you think that the three Atletico Madrid centre-backs wouldn't have fancied a few balls in towards a striker? Okay, it's easy to imagine. Put one in towards Haaland and he'll score, or whatever. But... City were not direct. They were patient. And if Atletico Madrid didn't counter, partly it was because they were extremely defensive, but partly it was because City were controlled and they were patient. And that's how they do it. That's how they got to the final last year. That's how they play in these big games. If you remember, at the end of the Chelsea game in January, when City were 1-0 up and they had a couple of chances to break, and I think it was De Bruyne and Foden tried to play like through balls, maybe to each other, maybe to, to Sterling. And they went wrong. And Guardiola afterwards was like, look, he goes, I get it. Because you know they're human, and it was the right option, or like it was an option. You know, it was on that that ball was on to push for the second goal. He said, "With the crowd was on, what they needed to do go in this, go in the opposition half, make a thousand million passes." And I was like, "That is the perfect representation of the kind of difference in what lots of City fans want from their team, and what Guardiola believes is the right thing." Yeah, and we're gonna have to get used to that and- clash because City are not gonna even push for a second goal in a game like that they're going to you know, control it and be sensible that even dates back to um, the kind of first revolution of Guardiola at City because you think of, of, of the clashing styles between this City team now and the City team in 2017-18 like they were they were a very kind of counter-attacking team they were very happy to accept the pressure and then bang 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 three passes they've suddenly got a breakaway and you look at a, a kind of the difference in style between that and now, like you say, they, the the number of times now where there was a, there was a spell. I mean, it must have been in in lockdown where we were where we were talking about this, where there was a spell where there was a nut where there was a, a, a chance to break on, and they just wouldn't take it. They would they would yeah. much rather keep the ball. And I mean, it's kind of it's kind of evolved past that now to be a bit of both. And I wonder how much the influence of crowds returning and and that sort of thing has had on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But equally, then you, you kind of flip it around to to the Liverpool game at weekend and the number of times where they, they almost set themselves up with a counter-attack because they had won the ball off Liverpool quite high up. I mean, they, were, they, they pressed Liverpool and I mean, I, I again, can think that was of, like Liverpool winning yeah, high up. I can think of winning uh, it within 30 yards and just go, yeah, well, we've got a chance now. Yeah. I can think of at least what, three, four occasions where somebody got foot in and nicked it off a player that was under pressure, squared it to Sterling or De Bruyne, and somebody in the box was then able to to kind of get... To miss. Yeah, to miss. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's progress, at least, getting into that position and missing there rather yeah, than, yeah, uh, well, than, yeah, than knocking yeah. it around for hours. And yeah, maybe by the off. time Guardiola leaves, they'll score the chances they create and yeah. literally never lose a game ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but even before the game, I was like, I wonder if... Like, because I was like, because the crowd will be up for it, and the crowd will be cheering them on, and I wonder if Guardiola will be saying, "Trying the crowd will be roaring you on for fifteen minutes, but don't listen to him. Like, yeah. play your game, be sensible, you know, knock it around, establish that control." And then when Bernardo took that free kick quickly, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if Guardiola wants that." And I, and then he, the game pans out, and you just think, "Yeah, fuck me, he absolutely does." Like the patient stuff had. I wouldn't say gone out the window because there was obviously when City had established themselves in the Liverpool half, you don't play 
there wasn't many unforced errors, you know, like, if, yeah. like the other night, if I'm thinking of the Atletico Madrid game, like when Cancelo kind of has the ball weighing up his options with five minutes to go and it kind of just falls over. Like there wasn't a lot of that. It was, if there were errors, it was because Liverpool were like pressing them and they're really good. Um, but so there was a bit of patience still there. Obviously they weren't playing the whole game like nutters, but just that, just that willingness just to bang it over the top and, and see what happens running behind. And I suppose obviously the other, the other tell after the first goal and how City approached it, okay, do they want to play like this? Is, or was the players going off off plan a bit? But playing Sterling as a number nine and running in behind and stretching them, which is kind of what Guardiola, I think he kind of mused about that before the game at Anfield, but didn't do it. I think he brought him on late, didn't he? Yeah. To do that. But obviously from the start here and Foden and Jesus, I guess it's just, Jesus is a good out ball because he can kind of challenge for headers and he's a bit stronger in the air than the other two. Um, obviously he's got the work rate of running behind. Well, he, he run back with Robertson. He goes running behind and, and try and stretch them as well. Um, you know, like what like we saw with the the chance for Sterling before City even scored. Like it, it was that kind of game, and it was. It seemed like Guardiola. I, it, it seems like Klopp maybe didn't expect it because w- would you expect it? When have, this is my point, like, and everyone was like, "Oh, what are you talking?" But City don't do this. Yeah. Like, when have when, when City adapted their style like that in such a such a dramatic way to to in and order I put, to? I put yeah. it in my I put it in my article. Sorry, um, and it, I, I was like, "How many times has Guardiola said like the faster you put the ball forward, the faster it comes back?" And it's like normally against Liverpool, you just don't do that. You would think safer than ever. Like really, this might be going into the game. You think this might be the most patient game City have ever played. Really, if it has to be. Just like kind of lock, just lock it up. But they just went, nope. Okay, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a bit more like Liverpool today. We're gonna we're gonna pose them problems. And it was great. Like it, it made them, it helped them be the better team. Like when Guardiola was like, oh yeah, I tried to imitate the best teams, blah blah blah. And then that was it. I was like, well, it worked, didn't it? You know, just to kind of like, well, you, you played well. Yeah. And then it was funny because when Guardiola was talking about, that's what because he was disappointed. So it, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe the two because Klopp came in first and he was kind of like, hello. Like, as he just walked in, it's kind of funny. And he was kind of relaxed, but you could tell he was disappointed, but like kind of breezy with it. And it is what it is. Guardiola was more disappointed. Um, and like at the time, so, so he was more disappointed, obviously, but he was talking about how good they were. But the things he was talking about more were like the clips you played at the start. You know, should have should have killed him off. Yeah, didn't disappointed with that. And when he said, "So I was obviously just thinking, well, what a great game, draws fine." Because I was, you know, I was still thinking, as long as City don't lose this, then fine. That was my point of view. Um, you know, having thought with twenty minutes to go that they would. I wonder. Um, I wonder if that because- was. His point of view before the game, but with the way the game panned out, the way it went, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But so when he said, "What I've told the players in there is kind of don't, don't be sad," you know, we we were great. So he talked a lot about how they were really good because obviously they were. Um, but so I said, I was like, "Oh, is that is that what you and the players are like?" Because I thought you were really. It was a great performance, basically. That you know, I was genuinely surprised that the players would be down. But obviously now, probably the benefit of doing it this morning rather than after the game is you see it and you think it's just that's just human isn't it they would have gone in thinking fuck's sake like it was it was there yeah um we've had that we've had the chances we've led twice yeah yeah uh, but then i suppose but the thing is they're probably in terms of that kind of self-regulation and knowing knowing what they need to do uh, they they won't need talent i don't think you know they're not i don't think they'll be waking up this morning feeling like a defeat it'll just be like okay right atletico madrid then we played well 
let's go. But in terms of that, we left them a live comment. Like I'm, I'm on my Twitter this morning, and I'm seeing the like the Liverpool View articles, and it's like I see what you mean by left them alive. You know, they're they're talking as if oh, I was a great resort in the circumstances, and you know, oh, they're they're, they're still in this tighter race, and you know, you know, they're, they're not they're not going to go away and all this, and you just think, you got off the hook yesterday, yeah, like. And like that, that's probably just me looking at it from like a media point of view. Obviously, Guardiola's looking at it going, they're bastards. Like, oh, <laughs> well, but, you know, we'll, 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 I'm sure he's thinking we'll see him again. We'll see him yeah. again next week. I mean, don't ask me how that FA Cup game is going to go. I think my hunch is there'll be loads of changes from both I, managers. I think it'll be a completely different game. Um, but because, I, I, I think it depends how midweek goes. That's the thing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. But also, if Bernardo and De Bruyne and others run their asses off on Wednesday, like they did yesterday. They can't do no that again. No way can they play yeah. against Liverpool again. But, and and the way I'm thinking, so I might be wrong here. So what what I did do last night rather than come home and do the podcast was go to the pub and have two pints and discuss it with Jack and Paul Hurst because it was just, it was like, whatever I do, I want to talk about this game more. And I was like, it just felt like a, one of those rare games where you just like, right. If one of, one of the times we did that, that Monaco game at home, like yeah, five yeah, yeah. years ago, me and Jack were like, need a beer after that. And I ended up going <laughs> to the casino in Didsbury till like four in the morning or something. Good. Um, but yeah, but no, but last night I was home in time for match of the day too. So that was fine. But it was just right. We need to, yeah, we need to talk about this game. We need to, we need to think about it. And, but I mentioned, we've been talking about it. I think we mentioned it before the game and we talked about it afterwards in terms of what he's going to do at, at Wembley. Now, Jack reckons he'll go all out because, you know, it's an opportunity to stop Liverpool and get to the final. It means a lot. And obviously, it does mean a lot. But I, I do think the shift they put in yesterday, so on match of the day too, I guess a lot of people won't have seen this. Um, they said that Bernardo ran 12.5 kilometres, which was more than anybody else this weekend of Premier League games. And he just said, how does he do it in these games? There's, you only ever hear distance... Well, you only ever hear the distance stat if somebody's done loads. But yeah. it always seems to be Bernardo and it always seems to be against Liverpool. How, 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 does, like how does he do it? Like why is it always more? Um, so, so there's that. Um, so he's it, and he's it was, play against it, Atletico. It, it was 13.7 kilometers he ran in uh, 2019 in that Liverpool yeah. game. So like it's 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 one of those games where it it must just be Guardiola going. Um, listen, I, I want energy from you today. Lots and lots of energy, and he just hears that and and kind of goes into child in the playground mode. Yeah, he's just got more of a capacity. I mean, yeah. it's funny because I think Foden generally, despite the fact he plays up front, or maybe just in his younger career, he, Foden just almost without anybody realising it would always run more than anybody else. So I'd like to know those stats more regularly, but I think they are hard hard to get hold of. But yeah, so basically my theory on it is Guardiola, if he's going to have to rest De Bruyne and Bernardo, and look, I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. So I think they're flying straight to London after Madrid. So they get to London on what, Thursday or whatever. So you should have a couple of days there. It limits the travel. That will help. And maybe he'll ask them to push it. But I think if then they do push it against Liverpool, they're not going to be able to play against Brighton. And I think of the two, Guardiola wouldn't want to risk dropping points in the Premier League. Yeah. And I think you go, okay, it's the FA Cup. We do want to win. He's going to, it's going to be one of those where he picks a team that he thinks can win. But if it's... Ake, Fernandinho, maybe. I don't know if it'd be Fernandinho, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I start saying Ake, Zinchenko, Fernandinho, you know what you know what type of selection I'm gonna mean? And it's one of those where you think it's probably enough to win. But on but another also, day it's, it's not yeah. it can't be the strongest team. It's not the team that he picked yesterday. It's not the team he picked on 
on Tuesday night against Atletico. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking for that. Um, and obviously it'll be interesting with Liverpool because so they're playing on Wednesday as well, but they're playing at home. You think if they if they get a couple of goals early, they can make a load of subs. They can make some changes already because they're three one up, which is fairly comfortable in it already. So then maybe they can go a bit stronger against City, but they've got United and they've got United on Tuesday, whereas City got Brighton on Wednesday. And this is all the, you know, maybe I'm overthinking it slightly, but it's just, it's all these things about how do you plan for these squads to to, to play. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I think what this does, Sam, is it, it. I think it illustrates just how delicately balanced this season is so far. Um, in in I mean, I, in a in a way that I think the game did as well. Um, because one of the other factors that I think comes into into the fine margins for this season is, especially for the final kind of seven Premier League games, is kind of what happened in the in the game on Sunday. Liverpool take their chances through sheer firepower and they maybe don't create as a whole deal, but they get the job done. They get in there and they score a couple of goals when maybe they don't necessarily deserve to. City, meanwhile, create a lot and they really work hard for their chances. But uh, And like the chances they create are a lot higher quality. But it takes a lot of them for them to be able to get the ball in the net. And you like, I, I went into the it game. Seems to, yeah, yeah I, I went into the game feeling that like Liverpool have the more firepower, but City have the more creativity. And I've come out of the game feeling exactly the same way. And then when you look at that, focused on City having a one point lead, everything we've just talked about with with balancing the FA Cup with the Champions League and. I just think it's it's going to be interesting how that plays itself out now over the course of the season because it, it is so close between these two sides and one's weakness is a is is kind of a strength for the other one but the other one's strength is is kind of maybe a weakness for the other. It's I, I'm fascinated by how it's how it's all balanced. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it did. It, yeah, it does kind of sum up the whole season and how kind of fraught the whole thing is. Um, and I mean, look, the 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 game was never going to decide the title race, was it? But it's just like, okay, well, we go on then. Like it is, it's, it's funny now the psychology of it because to me, at least, going into that game, you're like, okay, well, draw's fine, stay top. That was the if Liverpool would need to win that for it to be in their hands, and you think, yeah, okay, well, sit at your top, and if they come through that game and they're they're still top, then great. And then all of a sudden they are, and I'm, and I'm just thinking, one point is not enough. Yeah. Like it feels like that's it's not going to work. Like one point is nothing. Like I'm 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 less I'm ne- I'm less sure now than I was beforehand. But that's just the mad psychology of it. But another part of the game that I want to talk about because obviously we've talked about kind of the tactical side and the approach and kind of I don't think we've actually said this, but like so they they decided to change it up and play a completely different style and it worked. Like that's brilliant. But like all the all the little bits that 
weren't tactical. All the little bits that you can't put on a, a tactics board. Anyone who's wrote my article will know I've ripped myself off there. But all the little <laughs> bit, just everything that's just a scrap. Like we t- we talked about Bernardo's running and stuff, and look, Walker wasn't great for the Mane goal. He shouldn't have been out there. But it was really good otherwise. And like every time Liverpool, you know, towards the end when City were established as the better team again and Liverpool were, were pushing more for the balls in behind, of which there were loads. And Alexander-Arnold running up as like a striker or inside the channel or whatever with Salah on the on the right. And Salah, the amount of times he got it one-on-one and Guardiola, because he was quite close to Guardiola, obviously, and Cancelo. And Guardiola was saying to Cancelo, come closer to him, come closer to him. And Cancelo just didn't. He just didn't want to. I don't know if he was scared or he just thought this is the better way, but to be fair, there was one time, and I tweeted about this, when Guardiola was like, come, 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 and he didn't. He kept backing off, but then he tackled him, and that was when he like, dribbled past three players. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. an absolute maniac. He's almost as much of a wrong as Edison is. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll come to that. that Edison? Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll come to that. Oh, I was we'll going to say, we'll, we'll come to that. So every time Salah got the ball and was dribbling to Cancelo, or they tried to put the ball in behind, or they aimed one in behind Walker, and then they were all switched on because... Like, if Walker tries to side-foot that back into midfield, and, you know, we've done it a million times as terrible footballers, if it catches your studs rather than your instep and it goes about a yard, then Liverpool is going to run onto that. Or it goes under your foot or whatever. Then they've scored. They're top. You've, you know, the, the game's completely different. You've messed up. Or you play the ball into midfield, but it goes back to Henderson or Thiago. Or like. And this is the same for Liverpool, really. There was more Liverpool mistakes, you'd say, probably forced by City's game. But if you make an unforced error in those situations, if you don't make that run to close somebody down or you don't make that challenge, they, you know, it, there's such dire consequences. And that pressure to play under against an opposition as good as Liverpool and as clinical as Liverpool, to do all that while playing a different style in a game that big, and just all the little things, like all the little things weren't right for 90 minutes. And it's that thing of, if you make if you make a mistake against a top-class team, you're going to be punished. And that's what happened with the second goal for Liverpool. But if there'd have been more mistakes, which there easily could have been in a game like that, then there'd, there'd have been more goals for Liverpool. There, there were, and that, that element of it, the kind of, the battle that City put yeah. in, the way wanna, they rose to the challenge. I, I want to, just while we're on Walker as well, I want to, I, you're right, he was, on, he was um, in the wrong place for that, for that Mane goal. But um, there's there, there was at least two occasions in the first half. Now, my seat is um, kind of uh, north stand end of the halfway line. So I'm kind of level with the penalty area on uh, that on the on the far side on uh, the north stand end, so I was watching uh, the end that City were defending in the first half. Um, there was at least two occasions where Liverpool looked for Salah through uh, through the middle or, or, or just over the top, and Walker was like it, 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 normally they'd let Laporte or someone like go out with the ball, but instead Laporte stayed central and Walker came steaming across around the other side to kind of get there first. And it was almost like this intentional play of of we will show them that that Laporte is not coming for this, but Walker will be there to sweep it up. And like it was, th- th- there's so much of his game is based around the, the kind of positional awareness of where he needs to be. And um, a lot of people look at it and go, he's just got the pace to recover, and that's what it is. And it's not; it's so much more than that. It's a much it's a much deeper understanding of where he needs to be to make that run to to, to cut out the the, the, the danger. And 
I, that's why I'm that's why I'm really disappointed that that he was en- that he ended up where he did for the Mane goal because other than that he like I don't feel like he put a foot wrong. He played. It was no. a really really brave performance, and I yeah, think he did really was. well apart from that. Yeah, it's funny we were talking about player ratings because I was talking with Nadim about him after the game, and it, uh, the ratings he sent me: Salah got seven, Jota got an eight, and Mane got an eight. And I was like, I thought Salah did more in the game, but obviously didn't score. And then he gets a seven and the other two get an eight because they score. And it's just funny how it's like, well, you yeah. scored, so you automatically up one or two marks. Walker was obviously not great for the goal, so he's down a few marks, getting like fives and sixes. But overall, he was really good. It's funny how, how the ratings work. Um, but yeah, exactly. It was just that game where you just had to be on it. And this this is the focus of my article, really. Like, So if, if City don't win the league this year, there'll be inquests, won't there? They'll be like, well, why not? And it'll be finishing chances. And whether people want to focus on the striker or just finishing chances in general, you can come back to the two games against Liverpool because they're the most obvious. And all of a sudden you start thinking, well, if they won at Anfield, which they could have, although it wasn't as clear as yesterday. Because obviously Liverpool will feel they could have won at Anfield with a Fabinho chance at the end, even yeah. though so I thought City were the better team and created more overall and should have been ahead before Liverpool scored. And then obviously yesterday they were the better team. So I I get that we might be looking back in a few weeks and saying, hmm, if they'd won that Liverpool game, it would have been completely different. And ultimately that was where it went, and blah, 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 and all of this. You can dwell on that, and I get that, I get that, I get that. But also, the thrust of my article was, in a game like that, to play a new style, to play like they did, to be the better team against Liverpool in a game where they had to win, that is, you know, I don't, th- I've got the phrase in my head, I think it's from Guardiola because we'd mentioned it recently. It was when Guardiola was like, everybody asked, what if we lose? What if we lose? What if we lose? But what if we win? And that was ahead of that 2-1 game in January 2019. Yeah, against Liverpool because City had just lost two games over Christmas. They'd beat Southampton. Liverpool were like seven points clear or whatever, 10. Could have made it 10 maybe, I can't remember. But And Guardiola was like, nobody makes one coin for us. You know, nobody's saying City going to win. And there was a bit of that yesterday. I didn't put my article and because I didn't want it to be a bit straw man. And, you know, I couldn't say for certain that, you know, nobody in the world expected City to win. But I was sent a, a prediction league that, some people I know, I don't know how many are in it, but I think quite a few. And there was like the screenshot of everybody's results. And at the top, it just said, nobody has picked Man City to win. And I saw a poll. And again, this is just like, this is why I didn't write about it, but just for the purposes of talking about it, there's some like Spanish language football nostalgia account I follow that just posts like pictures of like Maradona from the 70s or whatever. <laughs> and like they were, they, they put up a poll before the game saying, what's going to be the result? Obviously, the three outcomes with the draw as well. And Liverpool had 49% of the result. So people think, I was like, people think Liverpool are going to win this. And like, and in that that kind of way that we kind of over, kind of overanalyze our own team's mistakes and yeah. overanalyze the opposition's team's strengths, which happens in professional football. You know, when, when teams are scouting opposition, they go, well, they could do this and they can do that. It happened and then we'll, every we'll, time Guardiola met Solskjaer, didn't it? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, it did. So so with that, I was I was kind of thinking, oh, you know, it's just going to be Liverpool. They'll turn up and they'll be the mentality monsters and they'll steamroll this and that and that and that and they'll win. And it was, I think it's easy to to think that. And I know there'll be City fans that go, no, I thought that, I didn't think that. And fine, I'm not saying everyone did. But it was easy to think that. And going back to that Guardiola phrase of nobody gave one coin for us. And then City turn up and they battle like Liverpool, which everybody loves. They play that blood and thunder football, which everybody 
you know, when they sit your boys because they don't play like that. So they went, okay, we're going to play like that. And it worked really well. And they battled and they battled. And it was kind of, they weren't exactly unfancied, but yeah. there was a bit of that. There was but a they, bit of they, doubt, I would say, that yeah. City would do. I think a lot of people, because don't forget, all the talk going into it was momentum. And, and like Liverpool are on the surge now, City have had a bit of a dip. But like, all of a sudden now, we're three games after the international break. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but are they playing like they did against Everton and Spurs and Southampton? No, they're not. They they're fought? not at all. They're playing brilliantly. Yeah, they're, they're playing, playing brilliantly. Bri- in different this ways. Was, this was I was kind of interested in this as well because they've I wonder how much they the performance not the result but the performance kind of helped for the final few weeks on the basis that City have City I think even though they even though they drew the game they've kept the momentum that they had from pre, from the from the games before it but equally I wonder I, so. I wonder how much they've knocked Liverpool because I don't think I think that mm. first half was a real battle of wills and I don't think Liverpool expected it. I don't think Liverpool expected to be to be for City to be so in your face. No, yeah, no, I don't think so. I suppose the good thing about that is, um, you know, we'll see it on on Saturday at Wembley. However, the teams look, there'll be a bit of a a go again, and maybe that's an opportunity if Liverpool do feel a bit rocked to um, just have a bite back. They, they can, yeah, they they might be able to to set that straight. But yeah, um, yeah, there's definitely all that talk of momentum and stuff. It. it City have killed it in a way because they were the better team. I think you know it's you could look if if City go and drop points in the next couple of games or whatever, and Liverpool win, then you say okay, well they got the momentum. Like one of the journalists was saying yesterday, that's the first time Liverpool have dropped points in seventeen games, whereas City have dropped nine points in the last nine or whatever. And it's like, and so it was like, well, so Liverpool have obviously got the momentum. I was like. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to say what I want to say. But I was like, what, what are you, yeah, I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But okay, look. Oh, brilliant. So you got the stats. But City dropping points was weeks ago. If What what momentum were you talking about now? Have you seen how they play? Yeah. The fact that Liverpool have dropped points now, oh, it was the first time. It's because they just played City who were better than them. Like, and, and City's momentum is coming back. That don't I don't want to see these stats and look maybe he's right or, or maybe City carry on dropping points but you can't talk about momentum when City play like that and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other I don't get it let me put it in pigeon terms it's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place how am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's interesting as well because um, I, I, I will. I said on last week's show that I was feeling a lot more serene than um, than in previous years. I, I think I think over the morning of of, of Sunday, I kind of worked out why. Um, in 2012, when it was when I re- when I felt the pressure against City against City against United and was really kind of uh, I was, that was a horrid day that that 
build up to that Monday night game. Um, yeah. Since we go for the first title in my lifetime, it was against the big rivals. There was no guarantee that if they lost, things would go well. Even like not necessarily for the end of that season, but in future seasons, it might be one of those you know one of those cases where they just can't get over that next step of the hurdle, sort of thing. Um, so that was that was nerve wracking. Twenty nineteen, uh, Liverpool was tense, um, largely because it like it could have knocked City out of the title race really early on in the season. It was it was you know we got to January and City needed that win, um, but also they they had the pressure of no team had done back to back in in ten years, and it was kind of stopping Liverpool winning their first title in however long. But now. Liverpool have won a title. City have nothing to prove to anyone anymore. If they don't win the league this season, they'll be back again next season. Maybe, especially if they've signed a striker that ends up bagging like a robot, you know what I mean? They, they're they in this... this They're in this really kind of fortunate position of they can go into these games and, and kind of just go at it and just enjoy it and see what happens. And there's no... Uh, yeah, it would be disappointing to lose, but it would be. It, it's not what that United twenty twelve game was. It's not what that that Liverpool twenty nineteen game was. And so I, I, I actually came out of that game thinking I've really enjoyed every minute of this. I thought this was a. I thought this was a really good game. And I saw afterwards how many people were nervous, and maybe a little bit more nervous when um, Edison did his thing in the first half. But oh. it, it just didn't seem to affect the pitch at all. I, I, I didn't feel like like any nerves in the stands were transmitting to the pitch. Um, no, it didn't. Um, I suppose to be fair, I'm not sure there were many nerves. In the, I didn't, I didn't get the nerves in the stadium. There was, there was the groans. Like we were talking about playing the long balls again. I tweeted this. Some guy near us was like, "It's a nothing ball," and it's like, well, it is, I suppose, by city circumstances. But like, kind of, I think we've got to get with the program here. Like this, these are the balls that city are playing. And by this point, it was like sixty minutes. I was like, it's been working for an hour. I think, I think um, we might have to uh, kind of accept that uh, people in the stadium sometimes get things wrong because the fellow behind me consistently shouts for them to play it forward when they're playing it around the back. So yeah, well, <laughs> there's, no, no, exactly, there's always exactly. going to be somebody who's not happy. But I'm just, th- I'm just thinking about because I wrote an article that was published on Sunday about can anyone enjoy tartar races, and you know that's still just because it was before the game, it's still relevant now. And I spoke to City fans and Liverpool fans. You know, yourself included. Yeah, um, Jamie Carragher was good because obviously he's played in tartar races for Liverpool. Um, it, also it was good because he obviously works for Sky so it's that thing of he's still obviously a Liverpool fan um, how does that affect you watching the games and stuff so that was interesting and I spoke to Nadam about how nerves affect um, you know, nerves in the sound affect players on the pitch and it's like you're being told to get the ball forward or whatever when the plan might be not to you know and this kind of thing and, and all of a sudden like, if things are going well the, the fans are just kind of enjoying it and singing or whatever but if it's not going well all of a sudden it's groans and it's being told this and that and the other and that kind of thing. But I didn't, I didn't feel there was nerves in the stadium because it was just kind of roar and come on like every time, basically. Yeah. Whereas Atletico Madrid was because it was that was more of a clinical performance, wasn't it? That was more tense. There was no, there was no real room for a fan to be like come on because that wasn't the game City were playing, and it was more about. I think it might have been the same guy actually, but he was like, "Do not lose this ball, Cancelo!" Like he shouted that the other night, which made me laugh. Um, <laughs> and like Cancelo would be the one because he's either a ten out of ten or like a none out of ten. And like, in individual moments, like if you were to rate everything he does on the pitch, it's just like, "Well, that was shit." Well, that was amazing, but like it's generally more often amazing. But obviously, yeah. if you make a mistake in his position, like again, we didn't do the Atletico podcast. There was one time in the first half when. Like somebody did really well, and he just, the ball came to him, and he just went, 
just like fell asleep for a second. I think it was probably Lodi just ran in and took the ball off. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> in fact, that was that happened yesterday, but in, quite far before Liverpool's first goal. But it was when they played a long ball over the top, and Edison came out, and you think, "Oh God!" And he headed it, and he headed it into midfield, and all of a sudden, you just look, your eyes scan quickly to see who's there, and you think, "Oh, it's all right, Jesus is there." And Jesus did the same thing as Cancelo the other night. Just waited, lost it, and obviously there was a lot of football played between then and the goal. But that's how Liverpool got the ball back for the goal which was really annoying because I think Jesus did it early, twice early on, just lost the ball like that. And you think you're in the team to to be intense. And anyway, he was good overall, but but that was annoying. Yeah, um, I remember thinking yeah, actually just, after that one, Jesus, uh, he made the gesture to say, Why, well, shout that I've got a man on. And it's like, yeah, well, you're like, fucking like, kidding. Like, surely you must know well, that somebody could have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It reminded me actually of, uh, do you remember when City lost to Norwich at the start of that 1920 season? Otamendi. Otamendi was, yeah, Otamendi was me. in the... It was a ta- what do you mean, tell me? They've been pressing you all game. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, is it, that, Edison, that Edison one, I genuinely thought on the replay, I thought it might be like a goal line technology job. I thought it might have crossed the line a bit. Obviously, the replays on the TV, it showed he got it just before. It kind of clipped the line a bit, didn't it? Yeah, but, like but the he, right was al- he was already it. playing it by that stage, wasn't he? But yeah. from my angle... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from my angle, it was like, okay, well, he's lost it. I, for a second, I thought he'd given up on it and just let it go in. Like, okay, well, I fucked it. I'm not going to lose my dignity by scrambling up. <laughs> and he was obviously just like, well, well, he just, I don't know. He's just, uh, was it, was it, you were in a conversation on Twitter with somebody saying like, he's in control of like every part of his body, which sounds like a mad thing to say because yeah. surely we all are. But like in terms of making a football go where it needs to go. He's hyper aware of like, where every single atom in his body is, and so yeah. he's like, "Well, I, I will just move this this one of my like left toes right now, and the ball will do this when I." Yeah, it's just mad. Yeah, well, I, like, I don't want to over egg it because in terms of so my point there was it all, like he obviously knows exactly where the line is because he was just like, "This will be fine." He knows how far, knows how quickly the ball's traveling, knows where the line is, knows where the guy coming was. It Henderson, it, was Jota, it? Jota, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, knows where Jota is. It, it'll be all right. Um, and it just did it and so that that was mad and obviously we're kind of celebrating that and isn't he funny and stuff I mean but Frank Lampard turn here he had quite a poor game like the goal was a weird one but it's just it's just that thing with Edison I felt I felt that it's the, the a first like goal bravo it's a bit but it's one of those where if you're asking could he have done better there but you're asking it like 25 times in five years you're probably thinking yes he could have but yeah. what do I know? I, I felt I felt a bit for the goal because he's obviously thinking I need to spread myself to get across the to, to cover m- as much of the goal as I can, and then it's come so close to him he's not been able to readjust. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. probably should he probably should keep that first one out. I think. But um, but yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah, it's one of the one thing I wanted to say about Edison generally. And please remember that there are no such things as jinxes, and if he drops one, then it's his fault and not mine. But. In there situations where, yeah. <laughs> but in, you know, in situations where, and it wasn't yesterday, and we can come to this as well, but in situations where teams have got a corner and it's late and it's nervy or whatever, how good is he at just going, I'll have that? Like, never punches it, does he? No, just yeah, catches it. yeah. He just catches it. I'll have that. I can't, look, he has dropped them in his time and he has fumbled, but I can't remember the last time he has. Might even it be as far back as Leeds, you know. Leeds yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I, there was one in my head where I remember he just kind of dropped it. It was kind of more of a routine one as well. Um, but yeah, then to, maybe to wrap up, I don't know, because we've been waffling for a while now. Certainly I have. Easily done. With, with Liverpool, yeah, well, I mean, what a game to, to talk about as well. I'm glad we've kind of managed to 
keep our own momentum up for this <laughs> the morning after. But Guardiola was talking about the set pieces and stuff, and he was like, look, he was saying, which was interesting, he was like, when the delivery is good, that's the main thing. When the delivery is good for set pieces, the rest, you you know, is, is going to go pretty well. And I remember when he was talking about City set pieces earlier in the season, he was like, I still think we could be better on delivery. And yesterday, City's just, set pieces were terrible. Just on that, like, De Bruyne took three corners in the first half where I am yeah. almost certain he was shooting. Possibly. I, d- I, I couldn't tell you, you know. I don't know. They, all three of them went to Allison at the near post, and yeah. like at least two of them, Allison caught. I think I think one of them actually uh, Van Dyke headed away that resulted mm. in Cancelo playing the ball over for for Jesus to score. Yeah, um, yes, but yeah. Um, like it just felt like he was trying to bend it in at the near post, as if as if it was. I mean, I I also accept that probably the most dangerous corner is that one that you get just over the first man at the near post for somebody to flick. But equally, I just—it just felt like he was going. That is where the space is, and that's where I'm going to try and pop it. And he was just trying to bend it into that 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 near post and mm, see what I'm he could do. But do you remember he also did one? It was a free kick wide on the right in the first half, and it not only did it not beat the first man, but would it have been Alexander Arnold? Oh, it set Alexander the counter attack away. Yeah, Alexander Arnold was able just to go. I'm going to pass this to Salah, but Salah had a shot. And Edison was just like, okay, fine, I'm just going to chest this down. It was easy. But you think that was terrible. Oh, really? That was terrible. But so Guardiola was talking about the, yeah, the, their delivery being good, and obviously, is that, and when they're taller than you, then that's a problem as well. Um, so there was that, but they had one corner yesterday, Liverpool. Yeah, and that's you know normally you can just be like that's circumstances, but we know, and maybe it is just circumstances, but we know that often if City don't want to give teams corners, they just won't. And I know it's it's easier to do against you know, Bournemouth away, which is the, the obvious example, and and Burnley away and whatever, and, and Brentford actually as well away. Um, but that's the way City kind of control the game. It's like, well, if you don't attack, you're not having it. But just for the, to do it against Liverpool was obviously telling. But then it goes back to that picture I tweeted when they got that free kick at the end because you just yeah, think, and he's down oh, on his haunches because that's the one, terrible, that's the chance. Terrible, terrible. But yeah. Well, let's let's finish with this question, Sam, because uh, it's one question that I've uh, that I wrote that I'm actually going to use for today's show. Um, Guardiola seems quite relaxed. What was he like post match? Yeah, so like I say, he was definitely disappointed. He seems like I'm not saying he was, um, but in terms of how they kind of wear their their emotions, he seemed more disappointed than Klopp. That that was how, that's how I'd put it. Klopp was obviously disappointed, yeah. but like he the, the, the way he talked through it. But then, like I say, in terms of relaxed, that thing about Guardiola at the end, and you know, oh, we silence Sunfield for twenty minutes. All this joking, like, because because James Ducker was like, he goes, Pep, is are they the? He goes, in terms of the quality of the games, not necessarily the result. Were they two of the best you've ever had in your career? He's like, nope. He goes, I have a long list, my friend. In that kind of just messing around thing. So yeah. by the end, by the end, he was fine. He's feeling Again, all right. I wish I, I wish I'd asked him about the Liverpool style change thing a bit later on. But um, I mean, all you have to do is watch the game, really. And just watch City, any any five City games from the last five years, and just see the difference. Remarkable, um, fair fair play to them. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to everything now. Yeah, it but also that one that one point feels horrible, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it should be good. We go again. We go again. It'll be fine. Um, whatever happens, happens. Here we are. Um, I told you, I'm a changed man. It's uh, I'm 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 serene, David. This time, this uh, for this time of running, it's uh, it's all good. Um, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Why Wizards. Us. Thanks as ever to Sam Lee. I'm just seeing these Liverpool tweets again. Uh, 
they did leave him alive, didn't they? It's but fine. It's fine. Of, well, it did leave him alive, but if they win all their games until the end of the season, which they're capable of doing, yeah. It, before the game, be it was in. It, before the game, it was in two clubs' hands. Now it's only in one club's hand. It, yes, it's fine. It's absolutely so. fine. Very much so. So yes, thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the game and. Oh, I hope you enjoy the game on Wednesday. <laughs> Indeed. Don't forget, you can sign up to The Athletic right now for £1 a month for six months. Just use the code MANCITYPOD. The Athletic. <laughs>